Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to an episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident master, as always, Ian Cusick. Joining my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Holtz. How are you doing today, Bryce? Doing decent tonight, to be honest, because I brought a new friend with me. Yes, we have a uh, new guest on the show. Yeah, my man. Introduce yourself. Uh, hey, guys. My name is Ben. Uh, I co-host a podcast called French Knicks Podcast. Okay, I believe the only bilingual sports podcast on the internet. I might be wrong. Uh, we do episodes in uh, French and English and um, cover all things Knicks. Yeah, now say that all in French for our French listeners, please. <laughs> we don't have any French listeners. I, you know, French is cool, though. Ian, you speak French, so y'all better not be talking shit about me in French. Uh, my French is too rusty to do that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple years. But... It's a complicated language. It is. It's it's a lot of fun to speak, though. I, I greatly enjoyed learning it when I was in high school. So, mm-hmm. so what do we want to lead with, brothers? All right, it's gonna be um, heavy basketball. So yeah, I think this. Is, I think we're only gonna talk basketball unless uh, we miss something. But uh, a couple weeks ago, when we had Joseph Lamonica on, we uh, talked about our predictions for the uh, Western Conference. And uh, we said we were going to hold off on talking the Eastern Conference uh, for a particular week. This is why. So uh, that is this week. Yeah. So um, we're going to do the same thing we did. That was two weeks ago, right? Joey? Yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. So, um, Bryce, why don't you start off with your predictions? Because I got mine. Benoit, I guess you have yours. I do. Um, um, do we, are we going 8-1 to one or 1-8 one to eight for the East? Um, I think we did one to eight the last time, so let's just do that. All right. So, the East is very interesting this year. And I think because of Kawhi leaving, that it does open up. Um, it opens up the East for a new team, and my Eastern winners this year are the Bucks. I think that's probably everybody's right now. I think they're clearly the number one team in the East. Um, obviously, they got roadblocked by Kawhi Leonard and the Raptors last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, I mean, Giannis just had an MVP year despite this. Um, I think it's their time. I think it's their time to win the East. They got Middleton back. Um, they've been keeping Giannis happy with... Um, with his adding brothers. Um, I just really like the Bucks, and I think they're going to be taking the East this year. Right. I mean, the Bucks definitely got better this offseason. I mean, it's hard to say that it seemed like the Bucks from last year could have gotten any better. But, you know, they still got Giannis around, so it's hard to bet against them at this point. So, I agree. I have them as See, though, <laughs> you had yeah, no problem betting against them in April, but... <laughs> right. That was... Uh... You see, that was under the notion that playoff Bucks would show up, but playoff Bucks. No, Giannis showed up. And Giannis <laughs> showed up and backpacked the team. I, I'll admit that was an awful take on my part. I should have figured that you know Giannis could over 
could be more than well, I, the Bucks not being good. I do playoffs. get it. I do understand what your thinking was because they couldn't beat the Celtics that didn't have full strength the first time, and then they were apparently stronger. I mean, they, on in paper, theory, that team was supposed to be on stronger. paper. They were stronger, so I get what your thinking was. But Giannis just was just Giannis. Yeah, um, that, that's what Giannis does. My number two team in the oh, are we doing records? Yeah, we're doing records, right? Yeah, I, I think the Bucks. <laughs> I just thought of Bill Simmons because <laughs> <laughs> I thought about records. Um. I think the Bucks they went sixty and twenty two last year. Correct. I think they kind of stay in that range, maybe sixty two, sixty three wins. Ooh. So, That's I mean, probably. I, I mean, they're the same team, but like less competition in the East. So I feel yeah. like they can pull off another sixty win year. They lost Michael uh, Malcolm Brogdon. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but I don't think they're too concerned with that. They still have Middleton. I do like Brogdon. They're, they're sitting. I think there. Brogdon is a solid role player, but he's not going to like be that big of a difference. That's like, that's like being upset that the Cavs lose Deladova, man. I mean, no, he's offensively, maybe defensively. Like, yeah, he is, Brogdon was like their second best player defensively. What do you, have you ever seen the meme with Deladova locking up Michael Jordan, man? No. That is that is that's an all timer. That's, that's a an great meme. I got Googled that. That Photoshop was so Rob good. That's that, one of the best that, Photoshops I've ever seen. Me, the first time I saw it, it, it actually <laughs> it does. It looks like something you. Um, my number two team uh, is the 76ers. Um, just because, really, I mean, I don't really love the moves they made, but I feel like defensively that lineup. Is it's like I, I really think that might be one of the better defenses. I mean, because you got Ben Simmons at the one. I don't know. They're gonna run probably Jay Rich at the two, Tobias at the three, Al Horford at the four, Joel beat and beat at the five. That's a good defensive team. And they got Thibel off the bench. That rookie, who I think is great. He's a great defender. Yes. Um. Actually, I've, this, that was supposed to be the Celtics pick. They traded it. I don't remember what for, but uh, they traded that twenty. 20 that was I think originally what pick twenty or twenty-two. Okay, so it was you know it was pick twenty, so they turned twenty into a and a pick twenty-four. Yes, I think second so rounder, which I think is the one that they used in Carson Edwards. Yeah, and then, yeah, so they turned that into Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, and... Yeah, but I, I really like Thibel, man. Thibel is a good defender. I think he, he's um he's going to be nice off the bench because the Sixers' problem was they didn't really have a bench. And now, I mean, obviously adding one player that's a rookie does not in any way like completely reverse that, but it does help. Uh, I know they lost J.J. Redick as well, which actually is a lot bigger than people might realize. Because mm-hmm. um, the spacing is really my biggest concern with that lineup, especially if you're going to run Ben Simmons at the one who has literally never taken the three. Um, 
the spacing is a bit of um, a concern for me, but I still think that's the second best team in the East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, they got, see, they didn't get any return for Reddick. They got return for Butler. They got Jay Rich out of that. So, I he's feel a, like they... Who's a 35% shooter from three, so he's not good, but he's not bad either. That's the thing, because like, they don't have, without Reddick, they don't have a guy that's like a knockdown three. Mm-hmm. Simmons doesn't shoot him. Jay Rich can hit him, not consistently. Tobias can hit him, not consistently. Al can hit him, not consistently. And Embiid, not really. So, I mean... Yeah, it's... The yeah, spacing is very um, take on one hand. very concerning. I personally thought, though, you brought up Jimmy Butler. I thought they kind of did it backwards. I thought they should have let Tobias Harris go and do whatever they could to keep Butler. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, which, too. which didn't happen, obviously, because Butler is now in Miami. Um, but I still think despite losing Jimmy Butler... This is still the second best team in the East, and I feel like it'll show. I think they had 51 wins last year. Yeah, 51 and 31. Uh, yeah. Um, I see them kind of mimicking that. I, I, I think they can win 50 games. I think the discrepancy. I think the discrepancy between the Bucks and Sixers is kind yeah, of I, a bit of a gap, but not too much. Number three, you know, this is where right, you so can really start debating. So I think the Bucks and the Sixers are pretty clear. One and twos. My third best team in the East, I got to give it to the Celtics. I think they're the third best team in the East. But I feel like the gap between one and two is very, like, there's a big gap right there for me. Um, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of what the Celtics really did. They used a max to get a point guard that's older and worse than what they already had. Which you could argue, oh, we, you know, we're gonna love Kemba, but that's still you still downgraded with a max, which is not something I ever recommend doing or would try to do. I guess they were put in a situation where it was really either Kemba or D'Lo. I mean, they wanted an all-star point guard. They did get one. I would have went younger with D'Lo. Um, Ennis Canter, that's... <laughs> there's people that love Ennis Canter. I'm going to give you... I said four months. I'm going to give it less than that before you absolutely want him off of your team. Um, he can't defend. <laughs> I mean, Ben, ben you, you watch this too. Like You're a Knicks guy. You, you understand... I used to love him. I used to think, like, in our really terrible defense, like, he was at least doing what he could. Like, he was at least taking it seriously. I don't know if you remember the days of, like, Willie Ernan Gomez. Like, that dude, oh, was I just, that dude was just spacing out on the floor wondering what to do. But, you know, it's just this whole, like, salty social media thing he started doing. Like, yeah. Like, he made on social media, taking five shots at his coach. He he really came off like a really like entitled brat, like an entitled brat. Yeah, he. The thing that made me 
hated the most was when we wanted to start Mitch over him and he got really pissy and went to the media about it. That's mm-hmm. what really got me upset and really, in, that, in the end, made me want Ennis Cantor far away from my team. Good. Which he did end up far away from my team. He ended up in Portland, which is about as far away as you can get. Um, Yeah, but now, now he's in my division again. Yeah, that's literally... Um, the opposite point of the country. So, yeah, you're not... I, I feel like the Ennis Canner thing, he's already being petty on social media and literally with his number. He took Kyrie's number just because... To be petty. There was no reason to do that. He's worn zero his whole career. <laughs> I mean... It's just a mess. He, you're not going to love him. Otherwise, unless there's, like, a big talent jump. Because, like, Tatum didn't exactly make any leaps... Brown hasn't made a leap yet, and he's in a contract year. Um, I don't know about Tatum and I Brown. Think, yeah, Tatum and Brown are both in contract contract years this year. Tatum is, yeah, because Brown signed a four year. You can do that. You can sign a three year. I thought the I thought the rookie deals were automatic. No, Tatum's deal is, uh, you see, you'd think that, but I remember Tatum, um, hold on, let me, uh, unless I'm getting, I guess that's possible, because I'm pretty sure Tatum only signed a three-year deal when he got drafted. Uh, Yeah, he signed, yeah, it was a three-year deal. I mean, him being a restricted free agent means this may be Brown's last year in Boston, which... I mean, depending on how the year goes, that might be a good thing, might be a bad thing. I don't know yet. He still hasn't really shown me, like, that potential. He hasn't hit that potential yet. Mm-hmm. But but that could change. It is Contract years tend to bring out the best performances in players. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hayward, he's, to me, he's a question mark. Obviously, he was horrid last year. I would certainly hope so. Um, I don't expect him to ever be the level he was again, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's a very quite. See, you could argue that there's better teams, but I think because you know, adding Kemba does help. Like if you were rolling out Taco Fall and Carson Edwards every game to start, you'd probably be like the sixth or seventh best team in the East. Yeah, there's a lot of people. Oh, Wouldn't he be third? Taco is going to be like our fourth string center to start the season. There's a Robert Williams too, no? Well, he's nope. It's uh, Cantor. Tice, he's Poirier, more of a four. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, like he couldn't shoot in college. Robert Williams. I think they're playing him at the four this year. Still can't. But um, I mean, my number four is going to be. I don't know. I mean, the Pacers. Oh, the Celtics wins. I think the Celtics win, I'm going to say 47 games, which is two down from last year. Um, I think my four, my four though, is the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. I think the Pacers, I, I just, Oladipo, I got to see how Oladipo comes back. That's really, yeah, yeah, that's, Yeah, Oladipo's that's a really question mark right here because we don't. Really that's really my only question with them. I think they're a solid team, team otherwise. So that's really um, 
terms of wins. They won 48 last year. I think they win probably probably the same. I'm thinking I think they win the same games as Celtics. I'm going to go 47. That's if the Depot's healthy. If Depot isn't healthy all year, uh good luck. Oh, that's that's generous, man. I don't know if they make the playoffs without Depot this time. What the seven seed at best? He's probably going to be LT for just one part of the year, like like January to April or something. That's enough time, I guess. My number five would be the Nets. Uh, Obviously, they would be higher if Kevin Durant was playing, but he's not this year. Um. That team still is solid without KD, but, I mean, we all saw it last year, the circus it was with Kyrie leading young guys. Um, but I feel like that's, that stigma is going to be different because Kyrie knows that in 2020, KD is going to be there. Now, whether KD comes back, you know, even half the player he was, that's up for question. But the fact of the matter is KD is coming back. So I feel like that's not because like the thing with Boston was there was no like thing that was like all right this is bad right now but this player is coming back so it's going to get better that wasn't the case no that was, okay, I meant this year though I mean we kind of had that with Hayward because yeah I meant I meant the year that everything fell apart even... not the year prior oh this this coming year yeah we well I mean. <laughs> Like that, disconnect that from the team, though. He had surgery, which was at the end of the regular season, and yeah, missed time. Yeah. But he didn't like. He didn't start showing cracks until this past. You know, not, and not really everything fell apart. You guys made it to the conference finals and made like made it a seven games series. Like it worked. That's true, I but so. realistically speaking, that team should have won the East pretty easily. And I know I know injuries happen, shit happens, things like that. And yeah, obviously, it's the LeBron. Cavs, that Cavs they, team was not good. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron um, did what LeBron does, and I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just LeBron, feel like LeBron Kyrie is going to not – he's going to do better knowing yeah, that, all right, KD's going to be back. Now, could it end the same way as it did with the Celtics if KD doesn't come back 100%? Yeah, but we won't know that for another year. so mm-hmm. Or another two years, really. I mean, but... So I feel like the Nets, they're going to be my, my fifth best team in the East. Uh, I say they, they're going to win, I think, 45. Uh, for number six... Man, I mean, after the five, it really <laughs> the teams just start getting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give number six it's to the Miami Heat. Team in the e- or about a okay. seed in the East. Um, I don't know if they're done making moves, but I mean, I think adding Butler is gonna propel them to number six. Because the rest of the East, like, because I know adding Butler, it's like that team still isn't amazing, but the East is bad. <laughs> like, after those first five teams, it is bad. So, 
they shed some contracts too. They gained some uh, some flexibility. They 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 sent uh, Whiteside away. They sent uh, Olenek. So they shed a lot of money. Yeah, they got they they cut a lot of fat. So they needed to. I mean, desperately. But I just. <laughs> He played good in like one series. R.I.P. Kenny Olenek, man. Something he got fifty million for that. that. One he had a fifty series. million dollar. Game for that. Yeah, it's like, it the, it's like that one game, right? The Kelly Olenek game. It's crazy. yeah, because he got even more. Well, okay. It's it's literally what Terry. Rose can we like? Off. I know like the Knicks get slandered yeah, a lot for poor front against, office and yeah, shit, but like, can we talk about the Hornets? The like, that's disgraceful what they're doing. <laughs> like, they, Mitch Kupchak, man. Like, everyone was like, oh, the Knicks signed five power forwards. The Michael Jordan just gave $50 million to Terry Rozier. Oh, uh, yeah, it was 60. Jeez, that's even worse. They just gave Rozier $60 million. Slandered yeah, he's them. $20 million a year to... Yeah, but, like, we, we signed Reggie Bullock and people, people act like he's a power them. forward. He's not. He he's a small forward. It's a small forward with a herniated disc, though. That's that 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 was part of the slander. Yeah, yeah that's not good. But still, it's like everyone we sign is like a power forward now. Like that's we get good. we Almost. sign. <laughs> I mean, most most. I mean, just because they can play there doesn't mean they are. All right, everyone was calling Marcus Morris a power forward. He plays the three more. Celtics played positionless basketball, so he didn't play any position. He was just on the court. The three on the four, they kind of swapped him. Um, but yeah, I I got the Heat. I think the Heat went about forty-three games. I'm gonna give him forty-three games. Seven. You know what? My seventh seed. I'm gonna put the Atlanta Hawks at the seventh seed. What? Yeah. I, you know what? Because the East is that bad, and I like their rookies a lot. I like that no team. No way, man. No way. No, you can listen. I think you're sleeping on them. I think you're sleeping on the Hawks. I think they had, one, they had an amazing draft. I liked everyone they picked. I mean, they got Cam Reddish. That was a steal at 10, by the way. I feel like that's going to be a big-time steal. I mean, they already have John Collins, who, if you didn't hear, averaged almost 20 and 10 last year. Trey Young, obviously, he, he just straight-up proved that he he can make players better on the court around him. I mean, even, even the man Kevin Herter, I mean, he... He came into his own at the end of the season. I just like that Hawks team. I think they're going to be the seventh best team in the East. You got to understand, man, the East is not tag good. You know what I mean? And despite that, I think, obviously, I don't think the Hawks, they're too young to. The Hawks are too young to go anywhere just yet. I think so too. But I feel like they can make the playoffs. I mean, they can go lose to Philly. I, 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 I don't. I don't, th- I don't think they're ready for 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 that. I don't. I haven't seen them play defensively like at all. They didn't have a lot of good defenders. I, I, I mean, adding Cam Reddish, who was kind of like one of his things is defense. 
I like oh, yeah, that. and you know, Cam Reddish shoots for thirty five percent also. Like on the floor, not from three. <laughs> I know he's not the greatest offensive player. I understand that. But that's the thing. They don't need great offensive players. I mean, Trey Young, I feel like, can make Cam better. On top of that, John Collins is already great offensively. Trey himself is good with the with scoring. I just feel like they can make the playoffs. I got faith in the Atlanta Hawks, man. Yeah, I hope you prove me wrong. I mean, I can't. I, I don't run them or play for them, so I, <laughs> I can't prove you wrong, but maybe they can. And my number eight um, is going to be the Magic. Um, but for the Hawks, I think they're yeah, going to win. Right, Say the Hawks won 41. 41 games for the Hawks. Which, I mean, they won 29 last year. So that that would be a pretty solid jump. But yeah, my number eight's the Magic. Um, they're just they're just gonna lose to the whoever the first seed is. I mean, it's they're kind of like the new Pistons, except they don't get swept. The Pistons, yeah, which is what it was for the Raptors. So, Gentlemen's five games instead of four. Yeah, except <laughs> that's exactly what happened yes. too. Mm-hmm. They won the first game on the road and just got absolutely annihilated. You know, they won the first game and... I mean, yeah, same caliber, kind of small for it too. You got uh, you got anna- annihilated by Giannis, and they got annihilated by Kawhi Leonard. Um, Pretty much. Yeah, I got the magic. I I just. They're the magic, man. I don't know. They're just going to lose in the first round if they make it at all. And I think they win, like, 40 games. We're going to see an under-500 team in the playoffs, baby. They're one of these teams with a trade to make. They have too many players playing the same position. And so many centers. So many power forwards, too. Like, they have a trade to make. Like, they could really make a big splash... If they see, if they decide to split with Aaron Gordon or something like that, yeah, they have weight. They've been drafted. They drafted a power forward in the first round. Who's a pretty good power forward too? Like he has a torn uh, ACL, but he's a pretty good yeah. player. Chuma's good, man. But I don't know why they're drafting. They're drafting power forwards when they're rolling out DJ Augustine and Michael Carter Williams every night. Mm. He's a power forward who can shoot, though. That's that's his advantage over the others. That is true. All right, so who's going next? I, I said they're going to win 40 games, by the way. Then 40, 40 and 42, okay. So who wants to go next? Who wants to go next? Under 500 in the playoffs. Got to love it. Okay. I mean, I can go next. Mine's pretty simple because it's essentially the same as yours. Um, so my one through five is exactly the same, but the thing is I only wrote down mm-hmm. my one through five because realistically the six, seven, and eight seeds don't really matter because none of them are going to do anything in the playoffs. So, I mean, Bryce, so you said yep. you had, I had, yeah, six, Heat, Hawks, and the Magic. Um, the Hawks at seven and then the Magic, yeah. you said? Heat, Hawks, Heat, Hawks, Magic. 
Yeah, those are probably the three best. They I mean, are. Right. Charlotte's yeah. not going anywhere with Terry. They're, they're, you guys, you guys are sleeping on the Bulls, fire. I think. I, they, I like the, the direction are... they're taking, but... No. No, I don't feel like they're ready yet. The, this isn't the year for them. Uh, I got, yeah, I got like them. A, it's like a 12-step process. They're on like step five. Maybe. I don't even know who my 9 through 15 would know. be. <laughs> really? All right. And then the Cavs and Knicks are just... Uh, we'll talk about the Knicks later, but the Cavs... Yeah. So, I guess I'll agree with your 6 through 8. Um, I didn't really put much thought into that, so... Um, I don't really know if there's much... Oh, so, uh, wins. So, I'll say the Bucks win two more games, so they win 62 this year. Uh, the Sixers, I'll say... I'll agree with Bryce, they win about 51, 52 games this year. I'll say the Celtics, they wind up like maybe two games behind them like they did this year. I'd say they keep it pretty close. Um, so, just to recap, 62 wins for the Bucks, 51 for the Sixers, and 49 for the Celtics. Uh, the Pacers, I'll um, say I think I said, they I win. Know. Celtics, 47, yeah. I think that's what you said. No, right? I, I think I said Celtics, 47. I think like 45, 43 area. Oh, you said, okay, so you said Celtics, 47, so then the Pacers had, what, 45, 43? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say the I'll say Depot's injury it, he comes back from it stronger. So I'll say forty five. I'll say forty five for that. Um. Heat. Yeah, I'll say forty two for that. Um, Hawks. And then I'll say Hawks and Heat or uh, Hawks and um. So it's the same list as mine. <laughs> Hawks and Magic both win about forty one games each. Alright, well you got Ben. I got I got the first yeah, three had the same as you. Like, only thought one uh, time, so. Milwaukee maybe I, I I'm less um I'm less optimistic than you guys uh, for Milwaukee because they lost um they lost Malcolm Brogdon, they lost Mirotic, they lost a lot of their high paced player. So maybe fifty eight wins for Milwaukee. Um Philadelphia, which I believe is not uh, the best uh, regular season team, but maybe the best playoff team of the two. Maybe 52 wins? I don't know. Yeah, 52 sounds good. Um, Celtics, Celtics, they're the, the the hipster take choice, right? Like, if you're Mr. Interesting Guy, you're going to say the Celtics are going to win it all because Kemba is, like, such a better piece around the... Kemba's, Kemba's never led anything anywhere. Yeah, but he was he, he hasn't since UConn, which is a long time ago. But you know, like I don't think like Kyrie or like even John Stockton or Gary Payton would would, would lead um, Cody Zeller and Frank Kaminsky anywhere. But but as a Celtics, I think like their their problem down low are going to kill them. I think that they're gonna have they have a trade to make, and it's gonna be for a big guy. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Vincent Poirier, the big guy from France, like starting games this year. So I'm going to go 48 wins for Boston. Number four is different, though. Number four for me, I got the Nets. 
um, I, I know okay. I know everyone's worried about um, about Kyrie leading the kids astray and like showing negative leadership and all, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think he wants to be there, and that they have a lot of nice players that play like a similar style to complement him. They got um, Karis Levert, they got uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, they got they got the the right piece around him, and I think the um, they had Jared Allen too, uh, which I hope is going to play over DeAndre Jordan. Like they gave like a four. $40 million contract to DeAndre Jordan uh, as a part of uh, their whole endeavor of bringing uh, Kyrie and Durant to Brooklyn. I think it was a huge mistake. Uh, I think like DeAndre Jordan is shot. But like they have they have a lot of nice up-tempo players and I think like there's going to be like a one-year grace period where Kyrie is not going to be jaded and like say some stupid shit about the flat earth. So I'm going to give them just Forty-five wins. Okay. Um, number five, I did. I gave the pay. I give it to the Pacers. I'm really worried that Oladipo is going to take some time to get back into his rhythm. They're a good defensive team. They're uh, they're they're a good system team. They're perfect for Nate McMillan. But I'm worried also that they lost Boyan Bogdanovich, who was one of the rare players, like rare role players, who can create his own shot. Like for role player, it's like a really rare skill to have, and like he's gone to Utah. I think they're gonna miss him. Um, so they're forty-four wins for the Pacers. Number six, guys. I'm surprised you have none of you put them in your top eight because they've been in the playoffs without Kawhi Leonard in the past. But the Toronto Raptors. I forgot about the Raptors. Like, like they deserve to be in the playoff. I think like they were, they were a, a playoff team before, and uh, Kawhi. They're going to still be a playoff team. Uh, Kyle Lowry uh, is is going to lead them in the playoff. Marc Gasol, um, Pascal Siakam. They're, they're, they, have, they still have a good core of players. They just need to retool a little bit. Of course, if they trade Lowry. During the off season, they're going to they're going to suffer from that, and maybe they're going to miss the playoff, and maybe they should miss the playoff in order to rebuild. But uh, I put I still put them in there. So uh, forty two win, forty two and forty two. I put the Heat on number seven for similar reasons to Bryce. I think like Jimmy is going to power them into the playoffs. Like Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players, guys. I there's. Few things I love more than to watch Jimmy Butler play basketball. Like I remember a game last year, like where he was guarding Blake Griffin, and he was just driving the dudes nuts. Like he would like bully him, he would push him around, he would talk in his ear. Uh, like at the end, uh, he got he got Blake ejected from the game, like for with two technicals. It was a thing of beauty. So maybe forty-one and forty-one um, for for Miami. And uh, at eight, I wanted to put the Bulls, but I don't. I think they're not quite there. Uh, I think the Orlando, the Orlando Magic, like led by Steve, uh, is uh, is going to like is going to eke it into the playoff again. But like I said earlier, I think they have a trade to make. Like this roster, roster doesn't quite make sense, and they have a few assets to parlay, including 
Aaron Gordon. Like, I think the smart thing to do would be to trade Aaron Gordon this year when his when his value is high and get get themselves like a freaking starting point guard. So that's yeah. about it. That's my top eight. Yeah, I completely forgot about the Raptors. I mean, the thing about the Raptors for me that's scary is like if one of those starters goes down, they're in trouble. They are absolutely, and I I believe the they might trade one of them, like Kyle Lowry to Orlando. Like I could see that happen. For what? What would you do? What would your trade be? I would get. I would want Jonathan Isaac probably. Yeah, that'd be yeah for sure. That'd be the, yeah. that'd be the player I'd want. Like he's a player. He's on a low on a low contract. Still, he's on a rookie contract. Um, he can he can play weird weirdly like from three to five like five in very small lineups. He can shoot and like he can play alongside Siakam. So great defender. Also, um, for me, I feel like the Raptors. They probably are a playoff team, and I completely they slipped my mind because you know I've been. So focused on Kawhi and that move that I just mm-hmm. really forgot about him. So I'll re- I'll revise because I think you are right. I'm gonna put them at I'm gonna put them at six. I'm gonna bump the Heat down to seven. I'm gonna move the Hawks to eight, and I'm gonna remove the Magic from my playoffs. Um. So my six, seven, eight would be Raptors, then Heat, then Hawks. Um. But you're right. I th- I mean, if it, they have to all stay healthy now because they don't have the the death. Like, because if like Siakam went down last year, I mean, they just lean on Kawhi. Um, but now there's no Kawhi to lean on. So Siakam, we're gonna have to see. Cause I really like Siakam's game. Um, I think he's one of he's probably one of the best young talents in the NBA. Um, we'll see how he does. I mean, he's obviously the guy now with Kawhi not there. And, I mean, Lowry is probably the team's leader, but Siakam's the team's best player. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. We'll see, so we'll see how he does as the guy. Yeah, so I got to agree. I definitely got to move the Raptors back into the playoffs. I don't know how... Both of us completely disregard. I put him at six. Yeah. I got the. Did you say you had him, Bryce, around the six seed, five seed? You put him at six. Yeah, I think I agree with that. That makes a. That's probably where they will end up. Um, Siakam's Mm -hmm. gonna have to prove that he can be the guy because, I mean, like you guys have been saying, there's no Kawhi anymore. We we're gonna find out if. uh, Siakam's for real because you know he had some really good moments in the playoffs. Uh, we're gonna have to see if that's gonna translate to him being the number one option. All right, so I think we got all of our um, our man. That's gonna look really bad in five months, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Christmas. I, I, Christmas. It's we're recording this on the twenty fifth, like so all, Christmas like Day. This is gonna look bad. Uh, we'll see how these takes look. Yeah. Christmas is in five months. All right, so we've talked about the East a great deal. 
And uh, we did do a lot of talk about the Celtics, but you guys are Knicks guys, so I kind of want to see well, how are you guys feeling. I, about the Knicks I won't right like. I, I think the Knicks because we wanted to talk around, about but... how many games you think we're, they're going to win. Well, I I know like everyone's like, huh, look at the Knicks. They didn't sign. I mean, Katie. part of that goes into they didn't sign Kyrie. They didn't get so. you know they didn't get a star. Well. It's honestly okay. Like, oh, they canceled the meeting with Kawhi. We're never gonna get Kawhi. Everyone, everyone wanted to give us shit for that. It's like we were never gonna get Kawhi Leonard ever. Like he, like I know we had a meeting, but he probably just would have done his laugh and left. Um, I think I, I kind of like what the Knicks have done. They built. They got a lot of guys that have just just dog attitudes. You know what I mean? Like they built a team that's like not to be messed with. Like, cause you know, from experience that Mook Ian is not to be messed with on the court. He, Julius Randle is not, Bobby Portis literally knocked he the dude is... out. <laughs> his teammate. Yeah. His, <laughs> he knocked his own teammate out. Mook is at, he, Mook's a beast. Julius Randle is definitely a guy that's not to be messed with. Mitch Robinson, I mean, we didn't just get him, but he's obviously he's another guy that's just, you know, just a beast. I love the mentality of this team, and I love, I love how this team they're kind of they're adapting an underdog kind of mentality. And normally, I think that's kind of corny because most of the time it's good teams doing that, but this team is not meant to be good. So, it's kind of okay here. Yeah, one thing that really bothered me last year was like the lack of structure or system around the team. Like, the, the kids felt very much left to himself. You know, when uh, when Fisdale was trying, was talking about the Nielikina, I was getting questioned about Nielikina by the press, who was like, oh, I just want to let the kid figure out who he is, right? You know, I don't think uh, Frank uh, answered that call very well. Like, he looked like a lost puppy. So, what I like about this year is that we got guys to structure the team and give it an identity. Like, Bryce said, um, like, Marcus Morris, um, Taj Gibson also is an absolute dog. Like Taj yeah. Gibson is not to be fucked with. Like no. he, he, he he's he's going to he's going to like put your your jersey over your head and punch you in the face like a hockey player. Um, Bobby Portis, Julius Randall, who like promised to put like forty five in the NS Cantor's face, and uh, so 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 this is clear and distinct identity and like. I'm really curious to see the kid answer to that because it's clear from what the Knicks have done this offseason that they trust that the trio of uh, Mitch, Knox, and Barrett are what they want to develop. Like, they are, are the, the trio they want. Like they are three important players that they go. They want to go alongside. These three guys are still a long way from being all-stars. So, like, they brought true professionals to come along with it with them. So that said, I don't know, twenty nine wins? What'd you say, Bryce? I could see us 
getting in the area of 29 to 32 wins. Mm-hmm. Which I is, agree. Which is, de- which is, I mean, if we got 30 wins, that would be quite the leap um, from 17. Almost. Um, I do like, I do like the, because yeah, last year it was literally from the very first game going into the year, we knew that this year, 2018-19 was just to lose. We were going to lose games. And that was the goal, and we embraced that. And we ended up getting R.J. Barrett out of it, which I'm very happy about, and I really like him. But at the same time, it's also why we didn't get these free agents. Because losing... Doc Rivers said it, I think he's either... This is the other day. Losing attracts no one. You don't get the big guys by losing... And I think that show that obviously was proven because KD and Kyrie went to the Nets, who won more games. They made the playoffs. I mean, albeit they were there for five games, but they still made the playoffs. So winning attracts players, which to me, I mean, that's probably why Kawhi. Part of the reason Kawhi was more into the Clippers, and it's why KD and Kyrie were more into the Nets. They won more in that respective year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this team having the identity that they're not to be messed with is a good start. Although, albeit, um, I don't necessarily know what we're planning to do in terms of drafting, in terms of draft position, in terms of free agency in the coming years. Obviously, it looks like we're trying to make a big splash in 2021. Um which <laughs> great that's just awesome but yeah i i don't know man i just feel like <sighs> i feel like the identity that the Knicks have i'm happy with even like i don't think we're a playoff team we're not there yet but this team could i mean depends on the development of our young guys could be a playoff team in the future and that's something we haven't been able to say about the Knicks in a very long time. So we'll see. It's going to be soon. All right. So you said, uh, you said well, you I, the Knicks it's pretty obvious what the Knicks are what trying are you, to uh, do because they two years away, have, they've made all these contracts this year. None of them go past 2021. Um, <laughs> they're, they're probably so trying to go at Giannis or Kawhi you, uh, or whoever's available at that time. Um, I don't think that that's not going to happen. We're not going to get Giannis. Um, will Giannis leave? Now that might happen, but he's not coming to the Knicks. No. It depends on how much success the Bucks think... can sustain at the time. I know the Bucks are a very small market team. cares about market size. Because, like, he, did, he just won MVP. For his services, but... Like, mm-hmm. his market's not denying him awards. It's really, like, I think he's yeah. more about success than he is about market size. Yeah, they're, they're putting... I respect. That was they're, the case for... Putting a... 
great thing in front of him, a great team around him. I think that's what's going to be most important for Antetokounmpo in 2021 is the team around him and the other teams possibly where he could end up. Like, Because mm-hmm. like, I see it too. The Raptors are trying to make a run for him in 2021. I, I see it. Clearly. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. So I think most teams will that have the cap space will try to make a run for Giannis in 2021. But I don't know. It depends on how the Bucks, you know, if they if they win a ring before then or how the team looks at that time, that's going to matter for sure. Absolutely. And, you know, like cap space is cap space. You can always use it one way or another to absorb bad contracts for picks and they're, they're like having financial flexibility is having a lot of power over your future. Yeah, 100%. So, we, you said 29 wins for the Knicks? I said yes. anywhere in the area from 29 to 32, 33. I mean, how to take a 33 one year? Because tanking doesn't really work anymore. Yeah, not with the... Uh, not with the... Uh... Not with the new system. With the flattened odds in the in the lottery, that's going to be interesting. That's going to make the next lotteries a lot more interesting. We've we brought up before that they wanted they sacrificed the careers of RJ or not RJ Barrett. They sacrificed the careers of Zion and John Morant to prove a point that they don't want you tanking. So they dumped John Morant and Zion in these piss poor markets. At, Hey, that's the point. I, I, I don't think John Morant is any worse in uh, in uh, Memphis than he would have been in uh, Cleveland or Phoenix. Well, mm, I mean, I actually kind of like the situation John John Morant is in in Memphis. Yeah, me um, but for Zion, I mean, before the AD trade, there wasn't much, but now, I mean, he's got a young team around him, so we'll see. He's got a couple of vets too. He's got like JJ Reddick, Derek Favors. Like, I, I, I'm starting to talk myself into that team. The team is good. They're probably going to be out. They're probably going to just miss the playoffs. I think most likely. All right. So what do we got next? Uh, so we've got. So we just talked about the East for a very long time. Sure. Okay. Um, we've touched on the Knicks and the Celtics. Well, so we can talk so, about FIBA. Uh, there's a lot of people that are, or a lot of players that are just they don't want to do it. FIBA has been kind of a mess right now. Like, what do you guys think about that? Or at least for the American team, there's a lot of players that just don't want to do it. Well, it's interesting because um, FIBA, like international play in basketball, has no meaning whatsoever. Like the, the 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 interest of having international plays having like good competition, right? But like <laughs> Americans, well, I, you're okay. Going? I feel like I feel like you're right in sense of FIBA, but wrong in sense of international basketball because I feel like Olympic basketball is pretty well watched and received. Yeah, it's not. It's not what I mean. Like what I mean is that it has it has no meaning. Like. Everyone knows who's going to win at the end. I feel yes, but I feel like the competition is getting better. Is it? It was getting better. Like it was getting better, like it's in the two thousand. But like 
in recent years, like the crops of players that like uh, came out of Europe are just getting older. Like the Tony Parkers, the Mark Gasols, the Paul Gasols, the Ricky Rubio, all these guys are getting older and like, I'm not so sure the new crop of young European players are as good as they were. That's what that's what worries me about like international basketball. Maybe so, but I feel like I mean Canada has shown to be pretty decent, especially now with RJ Barrett. Um, Spain, I feel like, has has a good team, although albeit older. I just feel like, in terms of FIBA, because FIBA for the Americans doesn't really, like, it doesn't attract players. Like, nobody really cares about the FIBA tournament for the U.S. team. But, like, when it comes to the Olympics, like, people want to do that. Like, people want to, like, go play in the Olympics. Because, like, we saw, like, in 08, you know, that absolutely insane team we had in 2008. But there was a um, there was a context to that. Like in two thousand four, the U.S. Uh, they didn't take it seriously, and they lost it. Exactly. So they were really, really pissed and looking for revenge in a way. I think so. Like I'm. I'm I mean, we've won every, won every gold medal since. Yeah, pretty much. So, I I feel like. Olympic time comes around, that's when like the stars want to do it because they know that it's more globally recognized than the FIBA tournaments. Yeah, it's better for the brand and they, they're they on the Olympic village like having sex with like beautiful Olympic athletes uh, all the time. Yeah, that is an advantage, but I, I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. I mean, um, like Serena Williams... And James Harden in the last Olympics. They were not just taking photos for the gram, man. They were going at it. Let's not <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> let's, not, let's not create scandals. Um <laughs> I kind of like my career. I mean that's not fun. So if let's not have James Harden sue. Or I Serena Williams. I mean, they both could sue. Then I was both. kidding the beard. I was kidding. Hey, I was kidding. Hey, you're broke. It's a prank. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a prank, guys. Whoa. This just in. James Harden and Serena Williams sue on the podcast. Guys, I was just podcast. kidding. More to love him. I didn't even say it. <laughs> it was a social experiment. It's a social experiment. It's a, guys, it's I did a it for the experiment. Um, <laughs> so no one's viewing this. They're only viewing the picture on their screen. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just feel like I get I get why these players like because there's a lot of guys that just have been like I I just don't want it to FIBA like like Zion said no Clay obviously is hurt Clay normally does it but he's hurt so he can't James Harden said absolutely not like just all these guys Lillard and DeRozan pulled out Yeah, DeRozan's like a big presence too. Mm-hmm. On that on that national team, let's see. Clay and DeRozan and Melo, I feel like are like they're always down to do it. But obviously, Melo's not in the NBA. Clay's hurt, and DeRozan said no. So, the, so now I saw today they got Derek White to do it. I thought he was going pretty far. You know, I mean, the team is now made up like they got Jalen Brown and Smart and Julius Randle. 
and a bunch of others. Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got it here. They got Andrew Drummond. Yeah, Drummond's been on a couple national teams, I feel like. And let me let me see the uh, let me see the other uh, the uh, should I got there? Uh, it's 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 a terrible it's a terrible team like it's a mess of a team. Okay, uh, Montres Harrell. I like uh, him though. So. I like him too, but it's, they shouldn't be at all. He picked uh, like a world championship level player. This is Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Uh, Chris Middleton, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Oh my God, Mason Plumley. Where does he even play? Mason Plumley. Um, <laughs> um, Julius Randall, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, PJ Tucker. PJ um, Tucker. Wow. Miles Turner, Kemba Walker, and Thaddeus Young. God, there's so many Celtics doing it. I wonder why. I think oh, Kemba's like, doing it. All, all like the superstars. Kemba the might be the best. So they got it. just like, I mean, yeah, Kemba's. That's I don't. It was Kemba. Was Kemba? Yeah, Kemba was on the original. No, most of them are alternates. I mean. I think Campbell that's like that's like an all star team of role players right there. <laughs> like Mason well, like Plumley, like like come the on. They they invited Mitch to the scrimmage squad too, no? I believe they did. I'm not sure. I didn't hear about that, but it sounds like that could have happened. I mean, players who never had a chance to do it. That's what that's what strikes me. Yeah, it's like the the first time like. Most of those guys are first time like Olymp- like international, so that's probably what brought and them in. That's a very Greg Popovich thing to do to bring in guys who want to be there. Yeah. So so I'm not surprised that I think I think that team is going to perform like up to expectations. Like they're playing they're playing in a group with the preliminary round, which is, which has Turkey, Czech Republic, and freaking Japan. <laughs> so they're gonna do good. Like I don't know if you remember, guys, but like there was this um, five foot six Japanese point guard playing for Dallas in the summer league, like a couple of years ago, Yuki Togashi, and people thought he was cute. You know, he was hanging in with the big boys in summer league, but like no way this guy can hang with like Campbell Walker and De'Aaron Fox. Like he's no. five foot six, he's gonna get destroyed. So like the U.S. should perform. Like the way like the U.S. usually perform in the, in the international competition, so that's why it takes a lot of the excitement away from from me. Even if I'm curious what Canada is gonna do, is gonna do with it. So, I was gonna ask like, who do you even root for? Because like you got like three countries I could like see rooting for, like obviously France and Canada and the U.S. Because you know a lot of players that you like come from the U.S. Hmm. No, I'm 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 going to root for Canada, of course. Team Canada, but, but you know we got Barrett, we got Shy Gil, just Alexander. We don't have. I like games. Shy a lot. Yeah, me too. Is is uh, an interesting like one-two hybrid. Like I'm not so sure about his shot still, but like he's no, he knows where to be on the floor. He knows what to do. 
He might be the guy for a while in OKC over Chris Paul, but we'll see. Yeah, Chris Paul is going to be very, very good for his career, I believe. We'll see. I mean, Chris Paul at this point is... Mm. He's he eaten never... by his own resentment and bitterness. He probably he he really is. Championship, but... He is. But, uh, but I hope like he can turn that into like a, more of a mentorship uh, possibility in OKC. But... You know, Shai, I think, is going to let him coach him and, like, give him any chances to become that. But, yeah, we don't have this on the um, Olympi- on the uh, Canadian team. Well, that's I a think- plus. Yeah, he's a talented enough player to... He's a talented enough player to, to be useful on that team. We got Anthony Bennett. We got Kelly Oh, Olenek. my God, Anthony Bennett. Oh, I've not... I haven't heard that name in years. He's got a two-way contract with the Rockets, I believe. Yeah, that's right. He did sign a two-way with the Rockets. Wow, what a disaster he ended up being. Yeah, My goodness. He's, he, he, he was never, he should have never went first. Like, I had no. him in my mock draft, like in my big board, I had him eighth that year. He wow! I that just shows how many first round, how many first picks the Cavs actually got because they they used the first pick on him and they ended up fine. So, jeez, mm. imagine if they used that pick on like Oladipo or something. Yeah, Oladipo and like Kyrie. Kyrie worked out well too. Wiggins oh, yeah. was traded for love and like that was. Yeah. But Kyrie, Kyrie, D'Lo, Braun, Love, and Tristan Thompson. Not bad. Yeah. The, the, it was David Griffin. David Griffin like put the pieces together and uh, figured it out. Got a championship out of it. So like obviously as Barrett, like because like you're Canadian or you, you're from Canada, right? Are you? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm from Montreal. So being from Canada, you got to be really excited for Barrett and FIBA. And yeah. Too. Because like he played U17, like and he beats. Team USA all by himself, and that, that was very exciting. I think he had like thirty-eight points and nineteen rebounds in that game. He was playing two, three, and four on the floor. He, he was a man possessed, but yeah. but uh, I got I cooled down on Barrett after the summer league. Like I was very worried by a couple things that I saw. I think I think that it's going to it's he's going to do well in international play because the level is not as high but uh, man he's got some problem with laterality like with his footwork with his legs in general like he's gonna have a lot of work to do this year i would rather i would rather have him had problems with that than like just being completely inept on one side of the ball so absolutely I mean, that's okay for now if he, as long as he works it out, I'm cool with it. Oh yeah, but I think it's going to be a Kevin Knox like rookie year. Like Knox is going to oh, get better this year, uh, but like really, you think uh, he's going to be the worst player in the league? He was, Knox was not the worst player in the league. Yeah, I mean, the, statistically, yeah, he was. But he was for the number of minutes he was playing because he was playing an egregious amount of minutes. But like they were, they were like worse players than him. I hope I hope he's a little better <laughs> than Knox, man. Jesus. 
But I think it's going to be a lot of growing pains with uh, with RJ, like with with, with oh. him figuring it out his place in the offense. We're gonna have to see. So, um, we're gonna move on to the the last thing we had for sure. for this episode. Yes, we have one. So, you may or may not know this, but NBA free agency was kind of wild this year, and. We decided we would talk about the best and worst acquisitions made this offseason because obviously a lot of teams made some very good moves and then some teams made some very questionable moves. So do any of you guys want to start with that or I think um I think one of my favorite moves that was made Actually, like they kind of, it kind of got not talked about because just everything else happened after it. But Conley to Utah, man, that's actually going to work nice. Oh yeah, I think Conley really does fit the Jazz's personality. That team, I don't. A lot of people are like, "Oh, they're contenders." Uh, that might be far, but I can see him being a pretty solid team in the West. Yeah, I could see that. I could see them like beat the Rockets in seven or something like that. I I, I could see that happen. Oh, you're gonna get people mad, man! Everyone's so hype on the Rockets. What? Which, Why? Like, yeah, Rock- there's a Rock- lot Rock- of people. Rock- shoes. Yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying too. That's one of the, the. I'm not gonna say getting Russ was a bad accusation, but I'm also kind of like I'm not exactly high on it because like if they're gonna just they're both like very stat hatter kind of players. Mm-hmm. And like we kinda of said like this was kind of a thing with Chris a lot of people said this when they got Chris Paul it's like, oh how are two ball dominant players gonna work together? And I didn't agree with it then, but now I kinda of like think that. Because Russ like he has good assist numbers, but I mean I don't know. I that's gonna be a really Interesting, because I that could really for me go either way. I don't know how Russ and Harden's going to work. Yeah, me either. <laughs> and that team around them is not exactly the best. I mean, they have PJ Tucker and Capella, who is coming off an absolutely egregious playoffs. He was dreadful. Mm-hmm, um, absolutely, they're they're I, they're trying to trade him too. I don't blame him. He has a huge deal, and he's did not live up to it even, like, at all. Like, not even in the slightest. And, and if I was Boston, I would be looking very, very hard at, like, eating that contract. You would. Get, like, you want it. does not have the cap room for that. Oh, my God. You want it? You would do that? Capella? Oh, I'd rather. I would look somewhere else, man. I don't know. That contract is big, and he's not that good. How, how much does he make again? Too much. Is he making more? Is he doing more or less than Stephen Adams? Because like, if you're if you're Boston, that's a few options you got. Those are probably the two uh, options, reasonably. Capella's contract. He's oh my. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, his cap hit for this season is fifteen million. That's not so bad. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, that's like, not worth it to me. Like, yeah. I'll take cancer. I'll take cancer for a third of that. Oh, price. but yeah, believe me, you're gonna change your mind. Like, two yeah, months he, into he will. You're gonna want to go to your bench 
but yeah. I, well, it's a good thing we've got a. You just got a young bench. You don't really have a deep bench. We have a young bench. We don't know enough. I don't know enough about Poirier. Yeah, you gonna throw um, Thice out there. He's good. He's good for you, but he's a little slow footed. Thice is hit or miss. I mean, he's either he has some really good moments. He and there's some moments where you know, you just want him off. The floor. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. I still wish we kept Baines. Well, now you have Taco. You know, our cap situation was not good. If you kept Baines, you wouldn't have Taco. That's all. Would you rather have Taco than Baines? I'd take Baines over Taco. Like I, I, I love Taco, but I also love Baines. I'd much rather I, have Baines. Um, yeah. I don't. We're talking about accusation or talking about pickups here, not this whole thing's ineptitude at center um <laughs> i don't know if yeah I trust me <laughs> you'll get there let's not forget that y'all were paying cancer about we didn't give him that deal that was i know that was no that was the thunder that was a thunder's the, contract there's a there's a part on offer sheet that the thunder uh, re, uh matched Oh, the wow! What the hell was Portland thinking? Um, what what the hell was the Thunder thinking? Matching that? I don't know. Um, it just we that was not our deal. Yeah. Don't don't we have no association I, I whatsoever. Yeah, I get that you guys didn't give him the deal. And I I get that you didn't really have much much of a choice when it came to zero. He he had a player option in. <laughs> I mean, what do you want us to do? He 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 did good in his first year though. Like a guy, we got to give him that. Like alongside Porzingis, everyone, oh, man, because everyone points to his numbers on the Knicks, but he was literally the number one option. He was. He was it was the only option on offense. He was, and that's not going to be the. That wasn't the case in Portland, and it won't be the case in Boston either. I mean, in Boston, he's going to be like what three or four. I mean, offense. I mean, so it's gonna it's gonna go Kemba, Tatum, and then it depends on everything. I mean, you could argue that he's even five. I guess it would depend on the game. Because like Hayward could get hot one game, or Brown could get hot one game. If Brown fixes his shot, is like a third option. Easy. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I... if if let's let's say Cantor winds up mm-hmm. being the fourth option, at five million a year, if he can like have a good enough season, I don't that's what good enough. He doesn't is. have to like you know. Like yeah, give me figures. Yeah, let me um. I'm trying to figure out what is uh what, what were his numbers. I wouldn't judge. I know that, that was that, that's more, I would, inflated because I know that would, would be inflated because he's the number one option. I would look at Portland's numbers a little closer. All right, so the numbers of Portland. He was a great uh, he was a great uh, uh, fantasy player when he was playing with the Knicks, but he got benched so many times for playing horrible defense. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the theme. All right, so this year with the Blazers, he was averaging 13. He was the first option there, too, like at center because Nurkic was injured. I mean, like, well, right, yeah. is that really is that good enough? 
with I mean, thirteen and eight with bad defense is. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. He's a minus player. That's a problem. Yeah, thirteen and eight, and he's gonna give up like twenty twenty five a night. <laughs> so mm, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like that's good enough. That one that's not good enough for me. Uh, well, you gotta remember. Uh, yeah, but he's given up twenty five a game. <laughs> and you know, if he, if Cantor, I, I don't think Cantor's gonna be as bad as you. I know you're not crazy about this signing if you were a Boston guy, but um, if he, if he, what are his expectations? His expectations. Five. I don't. I don't know what the expectations are. That that's up to the organization, really. If they they can you know dump them, you're getting this is you're paying five million a year for okay offense, piss poor defense, and just horrible media. That's that's what you're paying for. He's a locker room distraction that can't play defense. He's 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 a rebounder that's going to to make up for what Boston lost with Baines though. That 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 we yeah, but they lost. Thing is, they lost Hortford too, and he's not gonna make up that. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. So but I think, I think you should see him more as a replacement to Baines than Horford. Like Horford, yeah, but, except he's getting twenty-five minutes a game. <laughs> so yeah. that's, that's yeah, where that's the problem. Well, well, how many how many minutes a game Baines was getting? It doesn't matter because Horford. Baines, yeah, Baines was. They the don't have Horford, so it doesn't Horford matter what Baines was getting. Like. Okay. So uh, Baines yeah, was averaging gonna, gonna 16 minutes Yeah, he's going to average more than that because Horford was averaging. Uh, Horford was averaging twenty. He'll minutes. probably I get. Think, I think they're going to be rotating the centers a lot a more because they. I think the, I think the yeah. twenty is um, about right. And I think Tice is going to get a lot of minutes. I think. Um, Poirier might even get some minutes, and maybe Taco might get some garbage time minutes at first. Oh yeah, I think he's, I think he's, he's, he's got a career as like a change of pace guy, like like Boban, you know, like you you you, you, you want you want to make sure you want to make sure like the team against you gets confused. I think Boban is going to be, uh, or Taco, they're going to be a very good uh, a, a very good change of pace option. I think Taco is that's his future in the NBA, like like maybe like the six to eight minutes guy in the game. Yeah, just uh, literally just like the garbage time. So like, you know, let's say the Celtics are up 20 with like three minutes left. We'll, we'll see Taco get in for a few minutes at a time just to see what he can do. Um, obviously, I don't know how much no. we're actually... We're probably not going to see him getting significant minutes anytime soon. The... I, I hope it works out because oh, yeah. Taco. It's been a while. It's fun to watch. It's been a while since we had a guy this big in the NBA. I, I enjoy it. We we got Sim Bueller a couple of years ago, but I don't think he played a real game, did he? I don't think so. Um. So we've been running a while. So how about this? How about one move that was made that you guys that's kind of like hyped up that you guys think? Yeah. Well. 
One one move that you guys think is just not gonna work at all. What do you think? Alright, so I'll go first because um this one, I don't know if it's necessarily not gonna work out. It was just like Yeah confusing. Yeah. Uh D Load of the Warriors was it really it makes sense. It, it just didn't make any sense to me. It it just it just doesn't make sense. They wanted it like, more about getting Curry, a so return for Kevin Durant than it will. I get that you get a return for KD and all, and I get that maybe in the way that signing trade worked out, mm-hmm. D'Lo might have been the only option. But like that, it was really more. It was more getting a return than I don't know <laughs> what they and, were getting. And they had to shed a, a first rounder also to get D'Lo like. Uh, Durant did wouldn't let him like get away with only like a straight swap. Like he wanted him plus the first rounder against Dilo. So uh, it's not a good look for uh, for the um, the Warriors. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I'm just. He'll probably I'm just play the two this year for most of it. Are they gonna like? I guess like if once Clay comes oh, back, they'll probably they move him at the way. three because they don't have Vicky anymore. I mean, it's probably going. It's Curry. Going to... That's that is true. Yeah, have... go ahead. It'd probably be like Curry, D'Lo, Clay, Draymond, and like whoever they want to run at the five. Probably like yeah. Curry and D'Lo is going to look a lot like Curry and Monte Ellis did a couple years ago. A couple years ago, man, you're going back like eight Ten. years ago. <laughs> eight, eight, nine years, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be really awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's... absolutely. So what's what's yours, Ben? Um, well, maybe it's an obvious one, but like the Phoenix Suns playing paying Ricky Rubio like fifty one million for three years. I I don't think anyone thinks that's gonna work though. I, I but I mean it was not hard like just give that money to Patrick Beverly, like this yeah. is the guy you needed next. Like overpay Patrick Beverly like by twenty millions of what he was offered by uh, by uh, the Clippers. The Clippers offered him forty million. Give him sixty million like to help like structure your team around and be like that, that off ball guy next to uh, next to Devin Booker that that he needs, he so desperately needs, because Ricky Rubio is not the worst player in the league, but he needs the ball to be good. And yeah. Booker needs the ball to be good, so that's that's a mess. It's kind of like a Walmart CP3 James Harden they're trying to do. Pretty much. Um, for me, I think the move, I kind of dislike this move the most. Was the Blazers signing Whiteside? I thought that was really stupid. Um, or didn't they? Was that a trade? They, they traded for him, Harkless and Myers Leonard. I just thought that was really stupid. Cause like I get that's it's, it's an expiring contract. I'm assuming like it'll be yes, yeah. yeah so yeah, I guess it's, it's you, not. I guess it's not as bad, but like Whiteside is terrible. I mean, I mean, I get you want to have a guy behind Nurkic, who's obviously the number one guy at center for them. 
he was hurt last playoff, so obviously we didn't see that, but he's clearly like their plan at center going forward. Mm. But man, why Whiteside? Like the man is oh and like I think he got like that, four billions so, left. He got that Pat Riley deal. Um yeah, I just didn't like I did not like that move for them. I think if I had to pick another move though, because like, I think I I gotta mm-hmm. agree with Ian the Delo to the Warriors. I didn't. As soon as I saw that, I thought, "Why? How's that going to happen?" Those are both ball dominant point guards, and you're going to make them share backcourt. It's just oh, yeah. awkward. No, the Warriors are going to be a borderline playoff team next year. Yeah, but once they get Clay back, yeah, like six seven area. I mean, once they get Clay back, I they'll be we, middle of the pack, like. Bryce, four or five really area, but mm-hmm. they're not going to have Clay for most of this year. So we're, we're going to see how good Clay is, like, and how how efficient. Like, such his, a... I feel like he'll be fine because his style of play is won't hurt too much. Like, he's not like an insane athlete. He's a spot up shooter and defender. But he's like it's 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 a skill set that's really in demand in the league, and he's pretty much the best at it. Yeah. He he's just I think shooting like offensively he'll be fine because he's not like a driver. Like he doesn't like throw his body in the lane and take hits constantly. It's not what he does. He you know, he runs off screens and fires a three. He's so got he's got it at that athleticism though. He can go at the rim like that's why he reminds me of a young Ray Allen. Like Ray Allen used to do that a lot when he was uh like twenty five years old and you're in under and under. Yeah, but now he's got the that injury, so he'll probably not do that anymore. It's gonna be the the old Ray Allen. Yeah, now he's gonna be like the Ray Allen he's remembered for, just the deadly shooter. Pretty much, pretty much what I think. Alright, I think uh <laughs> It's really bad. You know, the dishonorable mention goes to Terry Rozier. I just wanted to. You know, you had no problem calling him Scary Terry. I think that might have been the hardest I've ever laughed at a Woj tweet. Yeah, he was good. He was a good point guard. That's because he was actually. Took one year for you to turn on Terry. I was optimistic about him two years ago. (laughs) It wasn't. It was not a good year. (laughs) It wasn't a good year, Bryce. Uh, yeah, everything. I looked at, I looked at Terry. <laughs> you look at everything uh, that way. What, what's the expression? Rose colored glasses or whatever it was because of that play. Uh, you know, died. Just it, Terry. Terry. I don't. I don't know what happened to that Terry Rose here. We saw in the playoffs. Self consciousness, man. When you when you yeah, realize that you're good and you start thinking too much, yeah. like it gets into your mind and like it messes up your rhythm. That's pretty much what I think happened to him. Like people yeah. started telling him, "Oh, you're so good, man! You're the next like you're 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 gonna replace Kyrie and blah blah blah." And like it got to his head, and like he became like Hornets Terry. <laughs> yeah, I take pride in knowing that I yeah. never said that Terry will replace will replace Kyrie. I was never that far gone. Jeez, man! <laughs> I was optimistic about Terry, but I wasn't that optimistic about him. 
Oh, I know. There were a lot of stuff. You'd be surprised. There were a lot of He would have been good, like, I, I think, like, for Phoenix. He would have been another one of these guards that, like, that fit next to next to Devin Booker. I would have rather paid Rubio that buddy than Rozier. You think? Yeah. 100%. Man. That they give more money to Rozier, too. Yeah, so. <laughs> Which is insane. Uh, Michael Jordan's uh Much, pretty much. Michael Jordan wanted the point guard from Boston. He just got the wrong. All right, what do you think? So... All right. Um, I think that's a good spot to uh, wrap this one up. Um, so that was episode fifty of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ENMQ6, spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at Absolutely. ITS. That's unprofessional. Yeah, it's Benoit Aliev, B E N like Nancy, O I T L E L I E, V like Victor, R E. It'll be in the title. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, it'll be in the title. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's sure it will.